This is AM Rush. I'm your host, Alex Mitchell. Friday, May 22nd. This is our special Memorial Day weekend edition where we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're talking with AM New York Metro digital editor Emily Davenport about the best shows on Disney Plus to watch and binge over the weekend, especially if there's not going to be some great weather going on in quarantine. Now, we're focusing mostly on throwbacks, and we're doing a whole separate thing on Marvel movies and Star Wars, but there are so many great picks that you might not know about, and this will definitely, definitely, definitely give you something awesome to watch over the weekend that you might not have known is out there right now. Before we do that, one quick and big headline that you can read in AM New York Metro and on amny.com. Mayor Bill de Blasio is saying that the city is on its way to begin reopening in early June. So some very good news. And now let's jump into our fun Memorial Day weekend segment about what to watch in quarantine. Emily, we're going to you. Emily, it is Memorial Day weekend. Three days of relaxation and leisure are upon us. The one snafu is it's during quarantine. Which is where we come in. Yep. <laughs> Getting all too familiar these days. So if it's going to rain on Saturday, which some forecasts predict, and again, this is for the people that are in between being outside safely, we have some great ideas and some great things to watch, particularly some throwbacks on Disney+. Plus. I think this is the perfect opportunity for a binge. Let's hear what you got. Absolutely. Like, I looked at the weather on Saturday, and it's going to be kind of a cruddy day either way. Even if it doesn't rain, it's not going to be as nice as it's going to be on Sunday and Monday. So why not dust off some of the old classics on Disney Plus? And I'm going to start us off with a Disney Channel original movie that I think a lot of us hold dear in our heart that actually could be a good pick for Memorial Day weekend, and that is Cadet Kelly. Ooh, good call. Cadet Kelly was one of my favorites back when I was watching Disney Channel original movies on the regular. For those of you who don't know, which how could you not know, but just in case you don't, <laughs> uh, it stars Hilary Duff, who we all know and love as Lizzie McGuire, and her mother in the movie marries a man who is in the military, or he might be ex-military, I'm not sure. Either way, he runs this military school, which I think is in upstate New York. Could be wrong. Don't quote me on that one. It could be very, very wrong on that. But she ends up being transplanted from where she is to joining this military school because that's where they live now. And because it's Hillary Duff, hijinks ensue. <laughs> and it's just like a feel-good movie that can help like, just hit all those military stuff that you want to hit during Memorial Day weekend. Because we are probably going to be seeing a lot less uh, Memorial Day celebrations, especially since they've capped a lot of the gatherings at 10 people. And for those who want to get their military fix without wanting to watch one of, like, those truly great military movies, but they're all really sad for obvious reasons because, you know, war, death, all that. Yeah. 
but just something to just sit back and just kind of laugh at for a little bit. You have that with Cadet Kelly, and it's on Disney Plus. So that's my first go-to pick for this weekend. That certainly is fitting, giving, given what what's going on with Memorial Day weekend. And, of course, gatherings can be held, as you said, up to 10 people for those that want to, and rightfully so, commemorate the fallen members of our military and service who are doing a heck of a lot of stuff that we're not brave enough for. And, of course, our hearts are out to all those families that have suffered through that. But it is also a time to be patriotic in a sense where you remember the the good of the nation in a lot of ways. And, of course, things are not always so great if that's not more than implied with the, the current set of circumstances. But to watch that kind of stuff, especially with a more upbeat tone and something feel good, I think a lot of people, I think that really hits the mark for this upcoming weekend. What else do you have on your list? Another one that's on my list that I had actually forgotten about for a while, but it's another in the vein of military-type movies that are Disney Channel original movies, and that is a film called Tiger Cruise. Tiger Do you Cruise. remember Tiger Cruise? Yes, I remember Tiger Cruise. Oh, for, those who, for those who don't know, this one has Hayden Panettiere in her young glory, and Bill Pullman stars as her father, and he is a member of the Navy, and she is basically going on this family like mission cruise that it, with the mission to try to get her dad to leave the military. And I, it's definitely one that I think I'm going to rewatch because in my uh, refreshing myself with this, what I forgot about this film is that actually it the events of the movie line up with the 9-11 terrorist attacks, yeah. which was something that I completely forgot about when thinking about this movie. Like, I couldn't even remember the name of this movie for a while. And I was Googling it, trying to figure out, like, what is that movie called? And then fell into this, and now I definitely want to give this a rewatch because clearly some of the things went over my head when I was younger and watching this movie. What I remember about Tiger Cruise, at the time, it was almost one of the first major media attempts to break September 11th down to something that was not just something children could understand, but was appropriate for them. And I remember when you would watch it on TV, Disney would put up a disclaimer in between the commercial breaks saying that, the material was particularly sensitive, and, and that was something you never really see on Disney Channel. So it was like, whoa, they, they really went in, a, in an authentic direction with it, where, again, it was age-appropriate. Nothing was graphic. Nothing would horrify a child. But at the same time, they made it real. They, they made what happened on September 11th something real and something that kids could digest and understand what was going on. And of course it, it takes place on what I believe is an aircraft carrier or some sort of Navy vessel on the Pacific. So it didn't involve New York. There were no real, like they were in the Harbor and they saw anything happen, but it was, I don't know. I think it was something well-toned about breaking down 
what happened then for something kids to understand. And there aren't too many other films out there about September 11th that are considered family films, are considered something where you could watch your kids and they wouldn't be crying their eyes out, scared, terrified, having nightmares. So Disney did a very good job with making that appropriate and something where if you watch that with kids, afterwards you could have a talk with them and say, that's how it really happened. This is where we were. It was a day that changed everything. And of course, in New York, it hits home like nowhere else. But yeah, Tiger Cruise on Memorial Day weekend, that is certainly an appropriate pick. Yeah, and I find that that's like a very kind of common thread that Disney tends to take with those kinds of situations. Like, we know Disney's not usually one to go there with those serious topics a lot of the time, especially with some of their older programming. But when they do, they usually approach it in such a way that's not only like digestible for children to understand, but also can serve as that jumping off point for parents to maybe have that discussion or for kids to be able to ask the questions of like, what happened? What does this have to do? And that's not even necessarily just when a national like tragedy happens. It can be something where dealing with, I remember this one episode of that's so Raven where they deal with racism and yes, it kind of just something about. that's some very alive in the country, even still today. And before seeing that episode, I had not seen a whole lot of Disney content that really kind of addressed issues like that. So, and the way that they do it, usually there's some sort of like comedy woven in there because these Disney channel shows are geared for children and they want, them to come back, but they toe the line between the comedy and the serious nature of it in such a way that makes it easier for kids to be able to handle. Yeah, you're right. And like I said, I remember that episode of That's So Raven, and it as a kid, I'm fortunate to say that that was watching that, or that between that, and there was another episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that went on similar on a similar subject line, you know, that was the first time I had actually seen a demonstration of it. So it was it was a shocking concept. And of course, as a kid, when you see something like that, the first thing you do is talk to your parents about it. And it again, it encourages that conversation about teaching kids why things happen in the world and why they shouldn't happen, particularly in that case. Well, we had a brief technical issue, but Emily is with us now on a different line, so if her voice, her audio sounds a little bit different, that's why. But we're going now to talk about some happy Disney movies, which I think the company is known for. Oh, yeah. We love technology. And speaking of technology, my next pick is an old film, not, maybe not old, 90s-ish, called Smart House. Now, do you remember Smart House? I do remember Smart House. I've seen bits and pieces of it. This is one I haven't seen the full thing of, though. This one, I used to watch it every time it was out. Basically, the premise of the movie is that 
you have this kid, and he lives with his dad and his sister, and the mom passed away before the movie started. And he enters a contest to win a smart house, which is basically pretty much anyone's home dream. Like, there is basically a Siri-esque presence voiced by Katie Seagal, by the way. Really? Yeah, it's Katie Seagal, and she even makes an appearance later in the movie for spoiler reasons, but you, they win the smart house and this house is just completely outfitted by, with all sorts of technology. Like it'll pop your waffles. It'll like you walk into the shower. It knows exactly what temperature you want. It's literally every person's dream. And once the dad starts thinking about dating again, the son who was very close with his mother, is upset at the idea and starts to program the house to become more maternal to make the dad think that they don't need a new mom. They have this house to take care of them. And then all sorts of nonsense ensues. And it really kind of takes the turn of what we're all afraid robots are going to do to us someday. So it's it's an entertaining watch, at least for me. I loved Smart House when I was a kid. Emily, it sounds like what you're describing to me is a kid's version of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Pretty much. I'd say it's like, <laughs> they're, they're pretty, like, almost one in the same. Wow. That, that sounds Probably like a good Probably some one. obvious differences, but... Well, as we get closer to actually having smart houses, I think that that is definitely a quality watch for the time being. Some other ones that... I really like was Minutemen. You remember that? I don't remember Minutemen. Which one was Minutemen? Minutemen was great. This is about when the kids act. This is actually a really fun and cool concept. It's about a geeky high school kid that figures out time travel. And he and his two friends travel back in time to help kids that are getting bullied be unbullied. So when they see in real time a kid being picked on, the next day they go back and not just prevent it from happening, but do something to embarrass the bully so that kind of like the normal kids of the school can live at peace and and just actually be kids. And uh, they do it in these snowsuit disguises. They become like the talk of the town it's a really fun movie and a really fun concept. I think that that's one of the lesser known but really, really quality Disney TV movies out there. I'm a big fan of it. And another one, I think also with Hayden Panettiere, is Go Figure. When she's, Oh my God, yeah. Go Figure. When she plays... I completely forgot about that movie until you just told me about it. I... I got such a kick out of it because it appealed to both boys and girls. It was She was a figure skater and she was a hockey player. I, I love the fact that it shows you don't have to pick one side or the other. You can really just do it all, and that's a movie, even to this day, if I see it's on, I stop what I'm doing to watch it. I'm a big fan of Go Figure. Yeah, it's like it really broke down in that wall of like you don't necessarily – have to like one or the other just because like one is girly and one is like oh you're a tomboy if you like to play hockey it's like you can 
like the girly things and the quote-unquote boy things, it doesn't matter. If, if you like it and you're having fun, who cares? Yeah. Which I think like is a message that a lot of girls needed to hear at that age, and a lot of boys probably needed to hear it too, but this one just was geared towards girls, I think. Well, even, like I said, as a boy growing up, I was sucked in by the story. I I really felt that it was something really unisex, where whether you were a boy or a girl, you could enjoy it. And that's kind of the, the premise. That was the mission of the of the plot, was to show that. And again, big fan of that movie. A few other TV Disney movies. I love the Even Stevens movie. I thought that that was funny. Was that like, one's a classic. That was... Oh, my God, that movie. (laughs) Now, one that has to be mentioned. Or, well, I guess two. You have uh, two iconic Disney TV movies that turned out to be something much more than just those two. And that is, or those are, High School Musical and Camp Rock. Oh, yeah. Those really sort of took off on their own to... Like beyond decom levels, like, like I admittedly I was a little older when Camp Rock came out and had already been through like the High School Musical stuff, so I was like, ah, I skipped it. But as someone who has seen like the High School Musical movies, that definitely took on a life of its own. Yeah, High School Musical was definitely like that. I was in High School Musical in uh, my middle school play. Oh, my God. Oh, my God is right. <laughs> that was an interesting time. There's still footage were of you, it. Were you Troy? <laughs> no, I didn't get the part of Troy, actually. Cried uh, in my room for a few days after that, but that's besides the point. I ended up playing Z. Did I, I was going to say, did I open up a wound? <laughs> you like, might have. Never mind. <laughs> It's only been 12 years. Why would I be over it by now? I don't know. There's some things that you just take with you to your grave. Yeah. But again, I uh, I think I killed it with uh, the part of Zeke, Scone, Strudel, even Apple Pandowdy. I mean, I think he's such an underrated character, so... Yeah, Stick to the Status Quo is certainly the show-stopping number. Why do I know this? Well... Yeah. You lived it. That's why you know it. Yeah, I I lived it. Um, wow, wow, getting into the recesses of my mind on today's AM Rush podcast. You're welcome, America. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, High School Musical and uh, Camp Rock, two classics. Camp Rock, known for launching the career of Demi Lovato, and of course, just rising the popularity of the Jonas Brothers, one other musical Disney TV show that I am a fan of, I'm a proud fan of, is Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. The show we never knew we needed. That show was something else. That was, I put that in my top five, fourth to seventh grade era shows for me. I loved watching Hannah Montana. Oh my god, I loved the early Hannah Montana stuff. Uh, the later stuff was later in high school, so I was like, 
busy with high school things, but the earlier stuff, I definitely got behind. It was just such kind of like a nice, fun show that no one had really, like, and correct us if we're wrong on this one, but I don't think any other, like, piece of media really did the whole secret identity thing for a kid on that level. Yeah. It's like she's living this secret double life yeah, as a only, pop star, but then also as a normal kid. The only time you got that really was with, like, superhero stuff. Nothing where powers were not involved, except for maybe the Power Rangers. They had double lives. But besides There's that, always an exception. Yeah. But... But yeah, you're you're so right. It was that was such a great show. I remember Hannah Montana was like one of those things where if you were fortunate enough to come home from whatever it was, a little league game, a soccer game, something on a nice summer's evening, your parents have dinner ready for you and Disney is just showing Hannah Montana all night. Oh, you're not moving. Oh no. Your, your butt is firmly planted in that couch. Yes, yes, without a doubt. So let's hear a few more of your picks now. Uh, one that I've loved and still loved is, like, probably everyone's favorite animated show on the Disney Channel is Kim Possible. Kim Possible. It was, I love Kim Possible. Like, I, like, I'm only just learning that there wasn't too many episodes of that show. There was maybe, like, four seasons, I think. And the show, the drama movie, and that blew my mind as an adult. I was like, I remember there being so much more content, but I guess there wasn't. <laughs> but I loved that show. Cause, and it was actually like one of the few shows where, again, it's like you have Kim Possible. She's saving the world. She's essentially a superhero, but she's a teenager. And she didn't have a secret identity either. She just lived her life yeah she's like gonna go save the world but oh wait i need to get back in time for cheerleading practice (laughs) and i always just got a a kick out of dr draken oh dr draken that's a name i haven't heard in such a long Uh time i remember dr draken and shigo shigo wow (laughs) now you're bringing me back i remember at the end of kim possible ron stoppable makes the four-season-long pursuit out of the friend zone. Finally, they end up together as Rufus watches in satisfaction. Mm. It, like, we all knew it was going to happen, but it also could have just as easily not happened. And we're happy that it happened because Ron never had the best luck with girls, and... Kim was always there for him. It's like they come... I don't want to say like they completed each other because everyone's like a whole person without another person. But they really did kind of like fit into each other's puzzle like that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And it was done very tastefully. And again, you just... You anticipate it from the get-go. Another romance that I enjoyed from a Disney show, an animated Disney show was American Dragon Jake Long. That was a good one. You remember that? Yeah, I used to love that show. That was a great show. I remember about midway through, they reanimated it to a different 
cartoon style? Yeah. And that's where it started to lose me <laughs> because I liked the original art style. So did I. Um, it just seemed so out of nowhere. And I'm like, wait, but why? Why'd they do that? Why'd they fix something that wasn't broken? What is going on here? That was a good just, show, though. I, I, was a, I was a particularly big fan of that one. I always, like you, I love stuff that's animated. And that was a great one. Oh, this is taking me back now. Oh, my God. I'll round out my list with one more that I touched on earlier, but I'm going to bring it up again now, and that's That's So Raven. Right. I loved That's So Raven. It was always just the perfect level of ridiculous for me, where it was, like, it was over the top, but it was still just, like, really funny. It didn't seem like it tried too hard with a lot of the humor in that show. And at the same time, they had her dealing with normal, relatable teenage stuff. It's like, yeah, she happens to be psychic, but she's still trying to make sure that her friends are happy and that her parents are not going to catch her for doing, like, normal teenager stuff that she shouldn't be doing. It was just one of those shows that is I can fall back on every time and count on a good laugh. I liked that so Raven and I'm probably in the minority saying this. I was a Corey in the house fan. Huh? I yeah. know. I know it's not a popular opinion, but I, I liked Corey in the house. I yeah. remember there was I... one episode where he's, uh, where it was not even really using the normal cast. They were, they were like at some TV filming or something. And I don't know. I was just a fan of it. I, I thought it was a really clever concept, and I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I don't dislike Corey in the house. I just remember when it came around, I was like, huh, this is a choice. And I definitely watched the first season of it, and I really liked the guy who played the president of the United yeah. States. Like, the United, the president of the United States of America. Just every time looks off at a different camera. You know, it wasn't the same as That's So Raven, but I enjoyed it as a spinoff. I really did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As far as spinoffs go, not bad. Oh, yeah. Some other ones that I'm a big fan of. My favorite Disney show growing up, and this is what really sucked me in to Disney, and again, that fourth his seventh grade time of my life was the sweet life of Zach and Cody. I was Zach Martin growing up. That That is what I embodied. I was that kid. Jeez. So I get that. I, I loved that Oh my show. God. I'd never picture you as a Zach. Really? Well, that's good. That's a compliment. Guess I've changed since my mischievous middle school ways. Well, I never got caught. That was my thing. Proud to say that. I, I would never be the kid to get grounded. I would know what I could do without pushing it over the edge. So I guess maybe I wasn't exactly like Zach, but I had his thought process. And Ashley Tisdale yeah. was also my crush growing up, so. I mean, I think Ashley Tisdale was everybody's crush for a time. Yeah. That's fair. She, like, she had to be. I thought 
Brenda Song was amazing on that show. Yeah. London it person. takes a special kind of person to be able to play the ditch, and she does it in such a way that I still love to this day. London Tipton, that that was an iconic character. And, of course, you have Mr. Mosby and Esteban. W- wait, what's his full name? Esteban Julio Ricardo de la Rosso Ramirez. Or did I, did I miss one? What was his Esteban, full name? Esteban Julio Ricardo de la Rosso Ramirez? I think so. I, think I, feel like a, I feel like that's it, but I always want there to be more. I think there's an extra. I'm not sure. You know what uh, one of the best moments of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was? That involves Brenda Song and Mr. Mosby was the driving lesson. Oh, my God. You know what the gear shift is? The oh, you mean the Prindle? <laughs> it's the D on the Prindle. Prindle. Why don't you turn on the radio? Do you want M, M or Foom? <laughs> oh, man. How do we remember this stuff? It's just like it's so far embedded into our brains. It's never going to leave. We're going to be in our 90s, in our nursing homes, with our like fruit cups in front of us, and then we're just going to be spouting off these <laughs> sweet life of Zach and Cody quotes. Oh, that was... And then she won't wear her seatbelt and... Mr. Mosby's trying to be calm, and he just goes, it's the law! <laughs> oh, my God. Did you adjust your mirrors? Yes, and I can see myself perfectly in all of that. Oh, great, great show, great episode. Oh, that was that was such a belly laugh because of how authentic it was. Oh, see, that's why it was my favorite show growing up. I just, I love Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That was a really good one. I did tune into that one, though. Could not get as into Sweet Life on Deck, though. I didn't even watch any of Sweet Life on Deck. After they left the Tipton, I kind of tuned out. I understand. It's like, it was almost like not worth it. I didn't understand the need for a scenery change. I really didn't. But whatever. Still a successful show. Still a great one. And... That and the film Big Daddy launching the careers of Dylan and Cole Sprouse. So, really, really, really a great pick. And before that, my other favorite Disney show from a younger era of my life had to be Recess. Oh, Recess. Yep, Recess. I love that. And again... The Zach Martin, the TJ Detweiler, that's who I was as a kid. I was the player. I, I was the schemer. That show, one of the best animated kid shows ever. And Disney was smart to give it a Saturday morning time slot. Yeah, it definitely fit that mold of the Saturday morning cartoon. Exactly. Rather than giving it an after school vibe, it was, that was the first thing you woke up to was recess. Which I guess subconsciously every kid's wanted to do. So great show there. Oh man. To be clear about Disney Plus, there are so many great offerings. You'd be surprised how many things they have. Like they have the Sandlot, they have so many great films. They have The Simpsons actually. Another TV show certainly worth mentioning, Boy Meets World. That again, like we were talking about before. 
Boy Meets World was able to perfectly balance dramatic real-life situations that make you want to ask your parents about why the world is certain ways. And also it has such enriching and wholesome comedy to it. Like Mr. Feeny. Oh, man. Oh, my God, Mr. Feeny. Eric Matthews with the Feeny call. Feeny! Feeny! It was just such a good show. The last episode, that's a show, that's a, that makes me choke up every time. Oh, my God. Like, I feel like the only thing worth seeing in the reboot, like the Girl Meets World reboot, is seeing Mr. Feeney's cameo in the first episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does make a cameo. It's literally, I think, the only thing worth seeing. Because you just feel good that he's there. Mr. Feeney, what a character. And Boy Meets World was, I think there aren't too many people that would fight you that it is the most comprehensive and well done kids show ever. Yeah. I really think so. But let's hear more from you. What other picks do you have? As far as Disney Channel original programming, I think we really did hit on a lot of the ones that I like to watch. But I think one of the classics that we have yet to bring up is Lizzie McGuire. Oh, of course. Just such a classic show. So, like, as far as relatable preteen shows go, I think Lizzie McGuire pretty much takes the cake because you for one thing, there's no gimmick attached to it. She's just like this normal kid with her normal family, or, you know, quote-unquote normal, whatever your normal is, I don't care. But the with, like, her friends, and she has the people at school that she butts heads with, and the people that she doesn't want to get attention from, and the people who, and, like, the Ethan Crafts, who she wants, she vibes for their attention. And it's just, like, so... Like, we've all been there. We've all been 12, 13 years old just trying to get through middle school. And it's just so comforting to watch even all these years later. Oh, yeah. You know, another one, uh, Lilo and Stitch, that was a classic. Oh, Lilo and Stitch, the television series. (laughs) Another one that I was a big fan of, you remember House of Mouse? I've heard of House of Mouse, yeah. That was a really clever, funny concept of a way that they almost made it like a roast or an awards dinner showing different Disney clips. That was a really fun way to reinvigorate a modern version of Mickey Mouse. Uh, Phineas and Ferb is another, another really good one. A Big Hero oh, 6 apparently had a TV series. Huh. I never heard of it. I'm going through a complete I... list, and I'm just looking at some of the ones that I didn't even know existed. I mean, I hope the Big Hero 6 one is good. It was such like a good movie <laughs> that I would hate for the spinoff series to be in. I would hate for it to be bad. Of course, and that Big Hero 6 movie also features 
a cameo from the beloved and late Stan Lee, an uh-huh. animated cameo with him doing voiceover. That was really good. Uh, some other classics. Uh-huh. You ever watch Goof Troop? I did not watch Goof Troop. That was early 90s. I watched that more on the special Toon Disney channel. That was oh, right. mostly throwbacks. And it was there that there was the Hercules series, which was good. DuckTales, do you watch that at all? I did watch DuckTales. <laughs> that, that was a good show. And uh, the Mighty Ducks series, which gave the National Hockey League one of its greatest yet short-lived jerseys of all time, the Wild Wing. And there have been many petitions. I've spoken to AM New York Metro Sports Editor Joe Pantorno about this. There have been many petitions to bring back Wild Wing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know enough about the show to comment. It, it was a classic. That's, that's kind of the category I put it in was, you know, it was just a classic. If you were a kid watching it, you certainly enjoyed it. Another classic movie, another classic animated Disney movie, a Goofy movie. Remember this one? Of course. Oh, that, that movie. I myself was partial to an ex- extremely Goofy movie. <laughs> an extremely Goofy but movie. But the Goofy movie was the classic. <laughs> they were both so great. And I'm like you, the, the sequel with... More skateboarding, more action. Max is in college, and then so is his dad. That, oh yeah, extremely goofy movie is. Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta go watch that. Like I'm looking at this list now, also, and I'm just remembering like a proud family was one of my go-to's. Also, the it was just such a good show. But looking at this list, do you remember? Dave the Barbarian. Oh, I love Dave the Barbarian. That was such a ridiculous show, and I loved it. That was good. Oh, that was a great show. He's like, he's a barbarian, but he's completely wimpy. It's like a tale of Ferdinand the Bull. Oh, Dave the Barbarian. Uh, wow. Good pick. Very good pick. Um. Oh my god! It's and it was very short lived. Apparently, apparently there's only like 21 episodes. So if anyone wants like a really quick, like day long binge, Dave the Barbarian, give it a shot because there's some ridiculous nonsense that happens in this show. Who was the bad guy in Dave the Barbarian? Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I remember there was some episode where they... Oh, the Dark Lord chuckles, the silly piggy. Oh, that's right. That was the bad guy. <laughs> there was a few bad guys, but that was like the main one, I think. Those were uh, good show, short-lived, but certainly a good, fun Lives show. Lives on in our hearts. <laughs> yes. What else do you have? Let's see. A couple more to wrap up on. Let me see here. What else we got? I mean, this one is more recent and not so much of a classic, but I think Gravity Falls will eventually make its way into some classic Disney programming because 
Like, it's newer. It's not nearly as nostalgic, but Gravity Falls is one of my go-tos on this channel for all sorts of reasons. Very cool. I'll have to check. I haven't seen that, but I take your word for it, and I will definitely check it out. Some other ones I'm seeing are on here that are iconic movies from late 90s, 2000s. Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Remember the Titans is on Disney+. Plus. Princess Diaries, National Treasure. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I can I say yes that the Princess Diaries. I will stop whatever I'm doing to watch that movie if it's on TV. That is like I will go watch. I will watch that over and over and over. I I love that movie. I don't blame you at all. That was that was a great. That was a really great film. I remember watching that. I was in like first grade and it was the same thing. You would just stop what you're doing and, and get sucked into it. Very well done. Saving Mr. Banks is on there. That's another movie where Tom Hanks just manages to play the most iconic figures in creative American history. Oh, wow. There are, there are a lot of great Great opportunities for programming here. And here's one that I'm going to give you that I know you like. Phil of the Future. Phil of the Future. That was such like a crazy concept to me when I was younger, when that show came out. Like, what? They got stuck. Their time machine broke. How did that happen? <laughs> I guess it was a show ahead of its time. Oh. Uh, All right, I deserve it. <laughs> And they go back. No, nah, that was fine. They get courtesy. It's just my job. <laughs> That's just my job. I do it to our boss. I do it to everyone. Very fair. That that was warranted. And then uh, they have Curtis the Caveman, I remember. Curtis the Caveman. I don't think I remember that one. Huh? He was, he like lived with the family. They went back in time and they actually picked up a caveman, Curtis. And he lived in the garage. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. There, yeah. Just like, like, it's all flooding back to me now. And they, like, they're all of, it, this was an early on episode, but I remember so clearly in my mind that Phil's class is going on a field trip to, like, a tomato squashing farm. Oh, yeah. Or something. Oh, yeah. And he's self-conscious because future humans have evolved to where they don't have their pinky toes anymore. So he only has eight toes. And he's afraid of all of his classmates seeing it. That I remember that episode too. Wow! So we have a lot of picks on Disney Plus, and uh, if somehow you weren't sure, you can also get pretty much every Marvel movie and every Star Wars movie, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, The Mandalorian. But we need a whole separate episode to get into that stuff. Yeah, for real, because that is its own beast. Well, Emily, before we close up, do you have any more picks? I'm thinking if you're still feeling the burn of not having the St. Patrick's Day parade this year, I'd suggest going back and rewatching Luck of the Irish. Oh. That was always a Disney Channel original movie that I liked a lot. I think that'll probably do it for me, huh? I've just seen a couple more that I'd feel guilty not mentioning. I was a fan of Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. I just want to make sure. Ooh, 
I remember that one. That was good. But Emily, how do we forget about the Emperor's New Groove? I mean, I think we were just kind of thinking in the vein of original. <laughs> like, yes, the Emperor's New Groove, classic, love it. I think we were just like had our brains in a different brain space where we were thinking, no, that's better than this stuff. <laughs> so maybe that's why we didn't think of it. <laughs> oh, Emperor's New Groove was I, a classic. Emperor Cusco, what a character. Oh, my God, I loved it. David Spade, oh, my God. So good in that role. Another one that just has to be mentioned, which I still consider to be the funniest Disney movie ever made, is Heavyweights with Ben Stiller. It actually has a cameo from his dad, Jerry Stiller, in it, who um, who passed away uh, recently. Oh, we love Jerry. That movie is... It was early 90s, live-action Disney. It's about him inheriting a fat camper. He doesn't inherit it. He, he purchases it. And, oh, man, that, that just, whenever I watch Heavyweights, that, that is my movie. Drop what you're doing and watch it. It was so funny how the overweight kids love going to camp until Tony Perkis buys it. And he just... He turns it into a nightmare. He brings in his, like, his cronies that make the camp feel miserable. And you have kind of the summation of evil in the camp counselor, Lars, who... I am your new friend and counselor. I make a very disturbing (laughs) noise when I sleep. Do not be alarmed. I am fine. Actually, no, the, the best Lars line is when he's telling the nurse when he's watching the kids swim. He, she goes, Lars, shouldn't, be, shouldn't you be watching the kids? And he goes, oh, don't worry. I have some on the body system. The what? I have some on the body system. Here, have a look. And he blows the whistle and goes, body! And then all the kids start screaming. It's, it's a really, oh, it's a, it's a great movie. It's Especially for Memorial Day weekend, uh, the weather is warm. If you really just need a bit to unwind and think about the good of the world and the great nature of outdoors, Heavyweights is the pick for you. Really, really great movie. Definitely. Definitely worth the watch. Oh, this is fun. I like that we do this. This is good. (laughs) This is fun. So I think next time we continue our uh, Disney Plus dive in and we focus more on the MCU and Star Wars. We might even have to break that into two episodes, too. No, we definitely have to break that into two episodes. There's just too much there. Okay, fair enough. But we're going to come back with a power (laughs) ranking of MCU films, Star Wars films, and Star Wars TV content. And we'll talk about some classic MCU TV shows that are on Disney Plus, too. I remember the X-Men cartoon growing up, and we'll get into that at another time. Otherwise, we'll be doing this for another hour. Oh, yeah. We, like, stop us now. Otherwise, <laughs> we're going to keep going. Well, Emily, thank you so much for coming on again. And as you know, we're going to keep doing this. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend. If you can get outside, do it safely. You know the drill. Have fun and do it the right way.
Right back at you, dude. Take care. You too. And that was AM Rush. Remember, if you're going out, if you're going to do things, do it responsibly. Certainly have fun. You've earned it. Enjoy the extra day off, New York. This is AM Rush. I'm Alex Mitchell. Wash your hands.